Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Backscratch and Drew. I'm and I'm Tom. Drew. Okay. We don't normally do this, but we're going to start again. Go ahead. Tom. Oh, for real? Yeah. No? And I'm uh, Drew, and welcome to a... Fuck it. We're, welcome to Mediocre Conversations. <laughs> Did you not like the nickname I gave you? You're scratching your back at the time. Yeah, I do feel that there is a, uh, it's a thinly veiled curtain. Uh-huh. But yet it's still a curtain that remains between. Oh, nice Gryffindor mug. See? Thank now you. Every, now everyone knows. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. See? You know. But you I'm a Gryffindor, be. so. Yeah. What's up, Drew? The golden child. Not much, Tom. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks. Yeah, another year in the bank. Another one down. So I'm glad that you had such a good birthday. Yeah, me too. I did. It was great. And your week was normal, I imagine. Very, very much so. Mm -hmm. So I got I did get to hang out with my nephew. He's three. Nice. Um, he's found an, a fun new hobby where he tries to smother me with pillows by uh, anytime that he can find me like laying down on my back, he runs up to me with any kind of pillow that he can find apparently and jumps on with his full body weight. He's up to like 35, 40 pounds yeah. onto my face um, and then reacts to my struggles to get out from under him uh, so that he can maintain the pressure and directional smothering. Uh, I think he's trying to kill me, which is yeah. sad because I love him very much. Well. There's worse ways to die. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been in a car accident and had cancer. So, right. And lived through the Trump administration. So, three for three. Not everybody did that. They sure did. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about those things. No, we're here. we're here to talk about other things Star Wars related things. That's right. Bad batch things. We watched so we are, two, three, and four. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and we did. As I'm watching the show, I was thinking, boy, Tom's got to be just Twitter pated about the stuff that they're running into right off the bat here. In the in the third, second one, rather. Cut and run. That one. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Boy, I... Yeah. What'd you think that I would like the most? So I thought what you would like the most in this one was how the galaxy is starting to change to the empire and yeah. like what that looks like. Oh, you're talking so, about exchanging old funds for chain codes. That was one of them. Yeah. yeah. And then like the, you know, the troops on the street and like. Everyone's uh, kind of confused, right? Like why the war is over. I thought, I thought you guys were going to go home. Yeah. And then they're like super. Like, why do we have outposts? Troopers. Shouldn't they be pulling them out? Yeah, super mean to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we end up on the planet Seleucami. Um, cool planet. Mm -hmm. And we bump into a character that we had met in the Clone Wars television show named Cut. Yeah. And um, he is a clone trooper who defected from the, the Grand Army of the Republic and started a family and became a farmer on this town. And he's married to a Twi'lek and they have two kids, uh, a young girl and a young boy. I tell you what, when I saw that his name was cut and that he had ran away 
He was mm-hmm. a deserter. I was like, oh, like cut and run. And then I saw the, the title of the show of the episode, which is cut and run. And I was like, good work. Good work. No titles. Work. Clever, but not so clever. <laughs> right. You know, um, I have a really big rant oh. about these three episodes, and I'm not sure when I should do it. Um, I'm thinking the third. When we get to the third episode, I okay. have a rather large I think uh, it bugs the fuck out of me. Interesting. And well, we'll I'm looking to forward to it because I made I just I made notes and I made the same note in all three of the episodes. So, <laughs> like, but why yeah. is Tech so uppity? Why is he think he's better than everybody else? Uh, why could they have made Wrecker smarter? I think Wrecker bridges the gap between the other adults and Omega. Oh, 100. percent He's like the right. big brother right yeah and like he has his own stuffy um he in the third episode he makes her her own room which is fucking adorable it's the room that you sit in to shoot the cannon out the back of the ship yeah i mean he doesn't care he he doesn't know feng shui but he knows that she needed a she needed a room right yeah although is she gonna be like super pissed when she's in her teen years and like trying just like you know, in my room, and they're like, we're being attacked. We need the gun. It's entirely possible. Her teens are not that far off. She's 10. So is she? I believe so. Okay. Well, she's not going to live to 11 if yeah. she keeps pulling the fucking bullshit that she's been pulling. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so speaking of pulling bullshit in this episode, um, <clears throat> cut and his wife and kids run a farm yeah. of some kind and they have a fence around it yeah and so the kids are playing yeah. some kind of ball game with just catch <clears throat> they're just playing catch playing catch with a, yeah. what amounts to a soccer ball yeah and uh the ball rolls outside the fence and right. the kids are like don't go get it it's fine we'll get it later yeah that's what i like this is, this is part of my rant yeah and so that well maybe we'll get into it who knows but like uh so anyways the we uh, talk about it now it's fine. Um, Omega runs to get the ball, and then a Nexu, which is the oh, uh, you know the name. Yep. So this Looks is like a creature. tiger lizard. It is very much so. This is the okay. creature that attacked Padme Amidala in the arena in episode oh, two. Attack the yeah. clones. Yeah. Uh, scratched her back, and somehow only managed to cut off the, only the midriff of her outfit. God bless you. God bless the next two, right? Yeah. Glorious animals. <laughs> they chase it away and she's fine. Yeah. Well, so this is very much like uh, establishing the parenthood that is 100%. A hunter, right? He's like the dad of the group and also now of Omega. Correct. Because, you know, they, they do that thing where like Cut has two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you, you don't know what it's like having kids until you do you're in for it buddy you know sort of just like just like uh, your life up until now has not known struggle clone (laughs) soldier that is effectively a mutant (laughs) now you'll know right it is a different kind of uh (laughs) struggle it is it is but it's just yeah they haven't really had to worry about um keeping idiots alive unless you count wrecker but he kind of takes care of himself not a big fan of omega i see 
uh she really pissed me off in these these three episodes uh but you know it is interesting so they get to uh what's the name of the planet sakamundi Sal- salukamai salukamai that's right and uh you know she there's this there's this uh trope in star wars right where like the there's always somebody who's never been outside their own <laughs> planet right like yeah. i've never i didn't know there was this so much green right ray <laughs> or or uh luke who's just like there's only sand everywhere what and uh <clears throat> That's such a good impression of Luke. <laughs> right? And so she's just uh, like, it's cool. She gets down off of the spaceship and she's like, what the fuck is this? And they're just like, dirt. And she's <laughs> yeah. like playing. <laughs> she's like, this is amazing. Yeah. Right? And she sees these these crops and, and, and bugs and stuff. Uh, so that was cool and really, really like reiterates that, you know, she's she's been on a platform in a storm over an ocean since she was born right Old, like whole time yeah that's what it is right yep i would uh, love to see the person who came to that planet and was like yeah we can make this work i just wonder i just wonder how they built that stuff it's enormous yeah. <laughs> and it's like how deep do those because those spires go because they are not very thick either yeah i mean the architecture of Star Wars would be amazing. Yeah, that that there we go. Now we need to go way back to like the beginning of some of these planets mm-hmm. or civilizations on these planets, right? And like see see how they made it. Yeah, you know. I think there's another podcast in there somewhere. Sure. <laughs> we need to get some architects, some structural engineers on the show yeah. and we just need to, you know, dissect how it would be possible to make something like this um now also another important or impressive thing that i found the empire Mm. through all the years that we have seen it Mm -hmm. um they did a hell of a job of making one universal plug that droids have that echo has that all of these people like we have we have a different plug for every goddamn thing, right? Like we need to buy different wires, different adapters. If you want to plug something into something else, especially when you have a monopoly, look at Apple, right? They make a, they make a fucking keyboard and you need five different things to plug in a USB because they're just like, we don't, we don't do USB. Right. But these people, every fucking, every spaceship, starship, uh, planet base security system, everything they just have one plug. Echo has it on his, one of his arms. I believe his right arm. Yeah, is uh, is this plug in, and it just fits. R two D two, same thing. R two D two is an old, busted ass droid that's been around forever, and still, decades later, he's just like, oh yeah, and just fucking plugs right in, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really impressive that they've been able to keep the same sort of USB fork deal for decades. And they it's didn't about, deviate. It's all about priorities and efficiency, right? I mean, and like you don't want to have to have a, a generation one when you need a generation three. That's just going to be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's smart because I'm sure some techs come by and they're like, hey, man, we got the upgrade for you. It's super fast lightning. And they're like, no, no, we're solid. 
Keep it this way. Okay? We've been running the shit on DOS. The you whole understand? Time. <laughs> do you understand the retrofitting we would have to do on everything that we've created? It's literally astronomical. We're going to have to take over a whole other planet and enslave them just to mine the material to get it. I mean, that's a very okay? real thing. Right. All so of our telling- prison planets are already making other things. Okay. I hear there's this lovely world called Ferrix that we might be able to get this stuff. (laughs) Don't worry. Population's docile. I hear. Right. So, so so this one, so this episode is really interesting. It's kind of, um, it is, you're, you're right. It is really interesting to see how the empire, the new established government is, is tightening its grip around all of the planets that it is a part of. Even the, even this, uh, kind of low grade farm planet right they're like everybody i because of the empire that exists now this is our second weekend we uh yeah we no longer recognize your old money right brand new money but we will give you one for one exchange you just got to sign up for our free trial and uh let us know everything about you and then we'll give you all of your money which is genius yeah can we get everybody to present their less their left wrist so we can put a barcode on it yeah right yeah so basically instead of currency now you you can get one for one exchange rate on your whatever money you had for galactic credits from the and generosity of the empire they say yeah basically and uh well i mean no one ever comes up to you and hits you with a butt of the gun being like now exchange your money you know no. so you do that with a catch more flies with honey approach on some of this stuff but you have to have something called a chain code which is this little disc that um basically tells the government everything about you right so instead of cookies on the internet they have a chain code <laughs> mm-hmm. so you have to present your cookies to the galactic empire when you want to do things like buy stuff or walk down the street or leave the planet the other thing they're doing in this episode that i was like oh okay yeah they have they are impounding everybody's ship so like they just go around to and like find someone's like inner you know their ships or whatever and they just impound them yeah all of them they tack a code on it and this is them putting everybody together in a database so they know where everybody is, where they're going, what they're spending their money on, what they're doing. It's genius. And I, I'm surprised we haven't heard or have we heard any reference to this in the past. Not that I'm aware of. As far I, as chain codes are concerned, like, that's a brand new one. For they've, me. they've established social security numbers and license plates is what they've yeah. done. Right. hundred yeah. percent. So just imagine how bad we have it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the the station that they went through was tantamount to the DMV, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Only, um, a little bit more sad, if that could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit sad, right? So, so Cut is trying to uh, get out again. They find a way to get some fake social security numbers. Yep. Right, which don't have money on them, but they will exchange the money that you do have if you get this card, right? So yeah, but you so, can't even leave. You need to get this identification number if you want to even leave the planet. Right. So, 
at, at one point, I mean, you remember, I mean, you live in California, I live in Michigan, but like, yeah, when the pandemic was first going off in Michigan, we had like a, you know, don't travel very far directive. I wouldn't yeah. say we were yeah, yeah. under curfew or anything, but like, you know, it was like we were trying to limit the spread or whatever, like flatten the curve as, you know, we had it <laughs> right to us and people were up in arms about that. I can't travel freely turns out to be a pretty big button issue for people right and so like you know especially like if you were on Seleucami or any planet when where this was happening i imagine it's most of them yeah and you were told oh you can either get a chain code and then you'll be able to leave under these restrictions or stay here forever right everyone would or find pretty, an illegal way to get out of here pretty much so like everyone would choose to get one right <laughs> yeah i mean it's just now <clears throat> it's just a, a way of knowing the citizens i can see people having problem with something like this we have it i wonder if you tried to institute it if we didn't have social security numbers and then someone said we should have that if there would be a problem with it oh yeah i think so you're gonna put a number on a human being Right. I think right. that I think that people would would have an issue with that. Like, I mean, just think about stuff like today, like um, like I've I'm constantly hearing about like, well, don't get a Fitbit, then you'll, they'll know everything about you or don't get the vaccine. They're going to put a chip in your body, you know, like or don't buy a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. So that I'm all, like, is all there. And we all have that shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, so <laughs> yeah. I was at I was at a bar uh, eating lunch a couple of weeks ago and um there was something on the news about like some security breach or something that had happened somewhere sure and the guy sitting like two seats down from me was like i'll never do that shit like i don't want them knowing anything about me and i was like okay and then the next thing he does <laughs> is he like he gets his phone out and dials someone's phone number and i was like yeah hey do you use that phone to buy anything right and he was like, yeah, all the time. And I was like, you can just go do that shit then. And pointed yeah. at the TV. What like, is they, it? Already, they already know what you're thinking, dude. Whenever you get... see Facebook posts or something of about like the government's trying to chip us so they know all our information. Sent from iPhone. Yeah. Or right. this was brought to you by targeted ads at you.com. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we know what you like and we'll buy. And, you know, right. they know all that shit already. We just live. We, I mean, but like we grew up in it we're accustomed yeah. to it yeah we don't we don't view it as infringing upon i mean it has its benefits freedoms. certainly yeah i mean i wouldn't buy half the shit if it wasn't for like uh when uh when we had a couple of the reliefs covid relief you know where mm -hmm. they give you a couple hundred dollars and it just showed up i didn't have to do anything yeah it just showed up in my <laughs> my account i was like freaked out for a minute and i was like oh, okay no that's just how it is <laughs> that makes total sense yeah <laughs> I still have to help people on the phone. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't get my COVID money. And I was like, I'm sure you got it. Like, <laughs> okay. They're not going to give more. my fault? Yeah. Either. And I was like, you can go to www.checkyourcovidmoney.com. Yeah. Org. Yeah. Gov. Dot, dot, gov. Or whatever. So, but anyways, <laughs> in this episode, Cut is trying to get his family off world. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they've been they've been staying there ostensibly illegally. So it's really actually lucky that the Bad Batch came through when they did because they bought a bunch of fake chain. What they call them? Chain codes. Yeah, chain codes that they were able to use. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to leave. Right. Right. Yeah, Cutness family wouldn't. So he's no, a yeah. public so they got, deserter. They got, yeah. So he would have been imprisoned or killed. Yeah, and and so that's that's real lucky that the bad batch rolled through. Good for yeah, them. Force works in mysterious ways, huh? So, <laughs> right. uh, um, now it's in, so this the second episode. I, I wrote a question like, are we to assume that these blasters don't kill? Because there's a blaster fight and a, quite a few um, stormtroopers went down. Yeah, but they just kind of fall over. Did they die? Yeah. So the way to, to the way when you're watching an episode to tell whether they're dead or not, yeah, is twofold. Number one, if they get hit by a circle from a gun, they are stunned. Okay. And if they are hit by like a straight line from a gun, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but the other thing is, do you remember you and I have played Dungeons and Dragons together before? Yes. Do you remember the minion rule when it came to like fighting in combat in D and D? Minions only ever had had one hit point. Okay. And it's just to represent like you're so cool because you're better than them that mm-hmm. you can just like walk through a line of kobolds punching each one one at a time and they'll just drop like flies because they all as long as you hit them once you can't fail to do at least one damage. Sure. So they're just dead after one punch. Sure. So anybody who is not like a named PC character level person sure. in the in the show has yeah. real hit points and can get shot and live and okay. if you're just a random ass clone trooper and you get shot you dead well there have also been times where they hit the the stormtrooper like at the dmv here and yeah. it doesn't really show that they hit them but I mean, it doesn't show a mark on, on impact but then there are other times like and i think the next episode where we meet maybe it's the third the fourth one uh where we meet the new group yeah this the third episode the second one we're talking about today where they meet this the new bad batch essentially yeah uh um of the humans specialized humans right and when they would hit them there would be a burn in the chest to signify that they were dead so yeah. it seems like there are different hits depending on who it is, or or they just don't want to show the good guys actually doing that and only the bad guys. That'd be an interesting visual thing. So I, I think that that's probably part of it. So, I mean, like, if you're a good guy and when you, quote unquote, hit a bad guy with a lethal blaster yeah. shot, yeah. if there's no mark and they just fall over, you know, that's like, you know, your stuffed animal fell over on your bed or whatever. Yeah, it's like, that's, ex- that's exactly it. You know? But, like, if you're the bad guy and you want to make even, like, kids who just kind of don't know that yet be able to understand that point and you want to make it just, you know, 0.1% more violent, okay, now there's a scorch mark where they do it to signify that, like, oh, this is damaging. You, like, see it go into the chest and the dude slump over and shit? It (laughs) This this third episode is hella violent. It is. And like if you think about it, um it's a show made for kids, but there is a scene where uh stormtroopers literally just murder people, like dig your own they didn't actually do this, but it's basically like no. 
we had you dig your own graves and then shot that's you next level yeah like it's real close to that though i mean like the level of violence and brutality that they are trying to uh depict put the kid gloves on so to speak, oh yeah oh sure sure is that is a tall order yeah and you know I, they pull what is off. the age range that they recommend for the show i don't know but it's probably like because eight to ten eight to fifteen or something yeah because this the next episode the replacements yeah. uh where they they try we we meet the new empire's goons right led by crosshair yeah poor crosshair i can't yeah. remember what they're called do they even have a name they don't somebody decided to try and train regular humans right that's their deal like they're specially trained but not augmented like crosshair or the other bad batch people right so this is the start of moving away from clones making up yeah the stormtrooper corps the cod corps whatever it's called to conscripted people who are not clones regular folk and so yeah. the, we we get four new people to work with Crosshair. He's going to train them because he's the only one with like legitimate like military experience, from what I understand. Now these, I have no idea where these people came from. They could be mercenaries. They could be bounty hunters. They could be uh, former members of like some. The kind only of thing special about them is their training, right? Yeah, it's, and it's Governor so Tarkin as, likes them. Well. To a degree, right? Who knows what? I mean, I think if you knew what Tarkin liked, you'd probably cringe and run away in terror. But like, um, all we're really told is that they are highly, they're like elite military yeah. personnel who are not clones. Yeah. And so they're going to, there's this new character, Admiral Rampart, Rampart, who has this idea that. Who's got a jaw made out of granite. First yeah, of all, it, it, it if is, you need a dude to put on a poster for recruiting, it's this motherfucker. Super so. sharp edged. Yeah. Yeah. You can cut glass on his face. So he wants to bridge the gap between this conscripted military and the clone troopers by having the clones, the remaining clones train the first generation of stormtroopers, basically. Yeah. So we're going to small scale start this. And so they put them together and give them a mission and we're going to see how it goes. No inhibitor chips there, which comes up. Uh, then their mission is to, there's a, a outpost or something with Saw Gerrera. Yep. And they're, so, they're told to go take them all out. Yeah. Essentially. And uh, there's a Chad in the group who. With a conscience, right. Uh, weirdly he's like i'm the best you're not gonna be my boss for long right yeah. and and then like he's the was he supposed to be the human instinct where it's so saw is not there they take everyone out and and the remaining soldiers surrender yeah, they're basically just civilians yeah people who were like they were gonna yeah. give us a ride <laughs> right and uh Tough. But this is, uh, it's also, we, we, we find Crosshair when he's in his, um, 
cat scan machine yep. and he just gets out of that and they just keep like scanning him but i but so he's at like the he's a top peak specimen but also his inhibitor chip is like again dialed up to uh 12 at this point right yeah, so <clears throat> he's like well the orders were to eliminate everybody so got to eliminate everybody right yep. and chad is chad comes through and and decides to redeem himself and is like i'm not an executioner and then they execute them after Crosshair executes Chad. Yeah, Crosshair puts one in Chad, and then Chad's out of the picture, and then everybody else would be like, I don't "Oh, know. so those are my options: kill these people or or die." I mean, the other option was to kill Crosshair. So it reminds me of. Um, do you ever watch that show Firefly? Yes. So in one of the early episodes on Firefly, they take a job to rob a dude, and then during the robbery, they're like, "Oh, he's trying to like." help sick people or whatever so we're, we're not going to do it and so they gave back the money the the client or whatever had given them up front yeah and so they're like we want so they're they had worked side by side with some of the dude's henchmen and so they uh they give they got they're talking to one of these guys and they're like hey we're gonna give you all this stuff back now you're gonna go back to so and so and you're gonna tell them this is the best thing for everybody no hard feelings mm-hmm. do over so the dude gets up and he was like I tell you what we do. I go back, I give them money, and then I come and I kill you. I slit your throat <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And and the guy who's played by Nathan Fillion goes, Mal, he goes, ah, oh, shoot, and like kicks him into like the turbine of the ship and kills him. Sure. And then the next scene is they take the next guy in, in line, put him in the same spot, and it's like, here's the situation. And he was like, <laughs> oh, no, take the money back. Explain the whole thing. I'm right there with you. No problem. Yeah. And, you sound this, you sound like Werner Herzog there. Yeah. Oh, did I? Right. Yeah. He's ninety, so that sounds a lot of fun. It's great. Um, and so, uh, you know, I got yeah. I got pretty strong vibes from Firefly. Yeah, because it's like, okay, so if it's my ass on the line, I guess I'll just kill these poor people. Right. And this is what stormtroopers are. Congrats, we got well, there. So, and one of them mentions. This is really interesting, which is uh, one of the troopers is saying, uh, what, with the Empire, I get paid, I get fed, I get a roof over my head. Yeah. That's more than the Republic ever did for me. Right. Which is interesting because <clears throat> I know we've we've had a conversation about the Death Star and how all of those people were just trying to feed their families and have a job right up until they destroy a planet. Right. Sure. They're they're living they're just working on a spherical space station right up until they harness the power of, of another planet, right? Or the sun. I know Star Destroyer is the sun. I'm not sure. I can't remember what uh the Death, Death Star, Star just had a huge fucking gun in it. Just a huge generator. All of those people had have got to be riddled with cancer after one shot, right? Yeah, I mean radiation right next to the beam. <laughs> Unless the stormtrooper uniforms are made out of, I don't know, There's six no feet of lead each. Any more money on those? Than they <laughs> no. It's like these used to come in white, and we just spray painted them black, and now you're gonna wear them. They put tinfoil on the inside, like yeah. this is specially designed tinfoil. You're gonna it was be good fine. enough at Chernobyl. It's Fucking good enough on wa- the Death Star. Walking around baked potatoes. Yeah, but that is an interesting thing about a lot of those people 
I mean, <clears throat> it's sort of like it is now, right? Where it's like, hey, man, you want a new Dodge Charger? We'll give you a Dodge Charger. All you have to do is work with us for four years, right? And uh, especially in places in, in other planets where it's hard to get a job or hard to eat or provide for your family or there aren't very many options. Yeah. You know? So I'm curious then if they're maybe they didn't reach a, a threshold of deniability there where they had to like, they didn't blow up a planet, right? They're just like, yeah, I'll just go to this place and, and establish social security numbers and license plates for, for cars. That sounds like a smart idea. Right. So like a lot of these empire soldiers didn't really understand or, or recognize the machine that they were a part of. Would you say that that's a fair assumption? I'm sure not. I mean, like, our own military recruiting, like the advertisements that you see on television, are aimed at a very specific group of people, and that's a, a group well, of people. Well, they call that, you, too. Yeah. Did you good. ever get called? I got called by every branch. Listen, so, like, they took one look at me, and they're like, you know what? You're more of a public service kind of guy. <laughs> look. We need some more logistic, logistical yeah. people. Like if we need someone to fight a war, we'll take this five to one Oh five girl next to you. But you know, like we need you're, you stamping documents and pushing. You're a fucking tank, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they didn't want me. So, <clears throat> but um, anyways, those advertisements are aimed at a very, let's say a group of people that need to like uh, elevate their social status. I tell you what. You ever see a stormtrooper that looked any different than every other one? They have a nope. very specific body type that they yep. they need your stormtroopers to be. You have to be an exact height. Yeah, you're five ten and one seventy. <laughs> yep, that's it. And if you're any different than that, then we starve you out to that. I got. I bet that was a that was jarring for them when they switched over from clones, which were an exact replica of the next one, to just anybody who would enlist. They're probably just like we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get some more stormtrooper plastic. Well, because the, uh, we're not gonna make we're not gonna make more than one size of stormtrooper armor. That's just ridiculous. Somebody, somebody, because uh, Tarkin, Governor Tarkin, was really wanting the human, non-clone stormtroopers to work right. So he yeah. had to be like, we're gonna need some more templates. The one we're using isn't gonna cut it anymore. Yeah. We might need more than one plus, I think, is you know, where <laughs> we're headed. But like in the in the Han Solo film, yeah, uh, when they're trying to escape Corellia, you know, it's at the beginning, like, yeah, one of the things that you could do is in the spaceport, you could there's a recruitment center and you could sign oh, up to yeah. be in the Empire, and that's what Han did. Like Han gets through the gate or whatever, and then signs up and goes off, and he's he joined up. He he, he had to do for safety, but he did it. Right, but he did it. I mean, but like, and that's. Can you imagine how they, how they did it? Can you imagine just like, uh, yeah, I think I'll sign up. Okay, you got to go over there. Oh, is that is that where I sign up? No, that's where we take you to this other place. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, so like, um, in the Civil War, uh, oh, there was yeah. a famine in Ireland. And you could come to America and they literally had recruiters at the dock and they gave you like, oh, you're from Ireland. Oh, you're a guy. Hey, if you join our military and go fight in the South, 
we will feed you and clothe you. And that was like, you know what? That's more than we had in Ireland. So thanks. We're going to go do that. Get off a boat, get on another boat with Pretty a much. uniform and a, and a meal. Right. And like, I mean, like people have done, <laughs> people have done horrible shit and because they're starving. Oh yeah. You know, like sold, sold them family members into slavery, sold themselves into slavery just so they could be fed because i mean no one wants to die that's fucking crazy but like you know like when it when you get to the point where it's like i if i have to compromise myself morally in like a universe that i don't really think that we have been given and we're starting to get yeah an idea of how fucking difficult it really is for the nine to fivers out there yeah it's not up to our level (laughs) of like society where it's like if you're in a first world country, you're probably fine. But like the the number of first world countries in Star Wars is so vastly outnumbered by any everything else. Yeah. That you get like, oh, you're going to feed and clothe me? I'm in. What do you want me to do? Kill some people? Done. I'm fine. So, so not only that, but in, in at least the Bad Batch, <clears throat> we are coming off of the end of a war. Right. There is no lower time everybody than the end of a war right even if you win it's still pretty fucking rough right a war by definition wrecks (laughs) stuff and kills people yeah everybody right so So it's not good everybody's hungry everybody is not sure what's going to happen now what's going to change but they do know who's who seems to be controlling all that change and it's the galactic empire right and then the galactic empire is like what's up you busy i got a job for you right your reward is food and never making a decision again. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the episode where I was like, damn, this is a pretty violent show for a kid show. You got people being violent. shot in the torso and dying. You have people being executed by, and they call it an execution. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's pretty yeah. rough. <clears throat> uh, and then I noticed, so Crosshair, he has he has another team now. He's the leader of another team of people. They're all right. humans, specially trained humans. So I'm sure we'll find out what all of them do. Although they all seem to have a specific type of gun. One person has a flamethrower, which is the only time that we see something that's sort of organic, I guess. Yeah. Like one could say taking a flamethrower to a gunfight is fucking stupid. Yeah. But a like- laser gunfight no right. less um but this guy is uh whether the missions profile called for it or whatever he's toting the flamethrower but then they go back get- to their barracks and they're put in the same barracks that the bad batch was which yeah. i thought was interesting because yeah. crosshair in the first episode uh wrecker like marks down how many missions they've done yeah and then crosshair sees that and sort of gives pause and then you sort of get this feeling of alienation he goes back to his his old barracks but not with his friends or not with his team with this group of humans right which i thought was interesting i don't think that they're going to kill crosshair he's either going to be in continue to be the villain like the perpetual villain i think or they're going to get him back sure um so i feel bad for crosshair sure because i view him as a victim like oh he definitely is yeah but he doesn't know it but the t uh, uh, again the bad batch the team are figuring that out right like 
Omega mentions like, oh, the inhibitor chip. And everyone else is like, what do you mean? <laughs> what is it? Uh, tech is like, what the fuck do you think I meant when I said they were programmed? I love tech so much. <laughs> so like, yeah. they'll be, he'll say something that's like high tech jargon or whatever. Yeah. And then um, someone will be like, well, doesn't that mean this? And he was like, I just said that, you know, or whatever. Like, I just, <laughs> right. I think he's so funny. They are all, they are all a hundred percent on their own level. Yeah. Right. Like there's no empathy. It's just like, like records, just like destroy. Right. Like uh, they're fixing the ship in the third episode, I think. Right. <laughs> this is, this is one of my favorite parts. And uh, Wrecker and tech have to like, take the, take the engine apart so they can fix something. And tech is, like, tech is like, oh, so we need to take the flex capacitor and record cuts. I was like, blah, blah, blah. What do I need to take out? And then he just rips a part of the engine, but he's just like, spare me point point to what I need to do. I'll rip it out for you. Okay, good. I they're, thought that was so good. They're the best juxtaposition duo. Oh, sure. Ship. Sure. And so anytime that they're together, it's just a joy because it's like, Oh, you need to like make sure that you rotate the flux capacitor 90 degrees and then remove it from the J, you know, nozzle. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, rip it out, you know, like, or like, um, like in the previous episode, like the first one that we watched this week, um, Echo was trying to release like the clamp on the ship. Yes. And he couldn't do it in time or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. He's having trouble programming it. Yeah. And so, like, Wrecker runs over there and literally tears the thing apart with his bare hands. Yeah. And he was like, that got it you know like yeah it was like it's not responding to me and then record just rips it off he's like it responded to that yeah (laughs) he's just he's so much fun like i constantly i constantly have a good time with record yeah did you catch that in the second episode when they crash landed um record was getting headaches no i didn't Mm -hmm. what's that about well, I, could there be something in his head that would cause him to have headaches? Is it after the crash or before? It's after the crash. Okay. So I'm, st- I'm still not quite sure what Omega's superpower is. I have a guess, and um, it's not being aware of her fucking surroundings. Yeah, do you want to or having your... any sort of survival yeah. instinct yes okay is your, okay. your rant about how much you don't like omega because you're here's here's really my problems good. here are okay. all my problems categorically all right should i wait until the end to talk no you can you can chime in i have this pretty well locked and loaded in my feeling part of my uh body so all right. <clears throat> proceed there's this problem so she gets off she is somewhat of an intelligent human being mm-hmm. so far we've seen her be very perceptive mm-hmm. okay she she gets off of a off of the ship and she is taken aback by dirt. Immediately she is in a place she has never ever been. Mm-hmm. Okay. She meets two children and you know, they go out and they they start playing a bit, but again, she's surrounded by stuff she has never seen before. And it's it's clearly a foreign concept to her what everything in in her life right now they throw the ball goes through the fence the two the two children who have grown up there are like uh no we can't go there clearly worried nope we can't go there we got we'll get it later 
And she's like, no, we'll just go now because there's this chain. There's this barbed wire fence that I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go ahead and cross it. And there's uh, the two people that live here and know what's going on around here really don't want to go out there, but I'll go and get it. It's just a thing, right? So go out there, almost die from a lizard tiger who is then rushed away after she sees it get shot twice. Hunter has to go under the fence, swipe at the thing with its knife, with his knife, and the thing runs away. It doesn't die. It just runs away. So she's watched this thing, the super perceptive, uh, uh, modified human, right? Has been modified clone. Mm-hmm. has watched the thing get shot twice and stabbed and sliced with a knife and then run away all annoyed. Okay, great. So then while they're traveling in the two episodes later, they're traveling and she's like, Hey, where are we going now? And the bad batch, they're like, uh, well, I think we should maybe go to this place and just sort of hole up uh, because we skipped over another part in in the in the second episode that we're talking about today. She encounters a dragon on a planet she's never seen before on a planet she can't even breathe the air. We, we forgot about we didn't mention that they have to wear these special masks so they can breathe outside. She goes into a dragon's den after she sees her father, a.k.a. Hunter, be incapacitated and nearly killed by this thing she grabs his blaster goes in there figures out how to trick the dying this dragon into giving up the thing that they need and then she goes gets this capacitor thing and then they're able to fly off into this next place right so so far she's been to two different places outside of her own world two times she's almost died Okay. Yep. Not once does she get any pause from any of this. The first one really dumb. The second one I get because there's a mission involved. And so she's like, we need that to leave to for the group to survive. I'm fine with that to an extent. Either way, on the way to the third destination in this third episode we're talking about, and she's like, What do you mean we're just gonna go go hide out? I want to go on an adventure forgetting that she's almost died everywhere that she's been. So she's sort of just like, <laughs> I wrote down, ah, we're on the run from the government that just executed all the Jedi. We just narrowly escaped fighting a dragon wrecker got shot. I almost died from a tiger thing. And all you guys want to do is just lay low. We <laughs> should be exploring. I've only almost died everywhere I've ever been so far. <laughs> right. So like, <laughs> She's supposed to be extra perceptive. That's what we know about her so far. And everything that she's done has been like, my life is invincible, right? So then she goes to a new planet surrounded by people and races. I guarantee she has never seen before. Mm -hmm. She's in a busy market. And what does she do? She's playing with a thing. With another pet, she leaves her two guardians, goes to this cute little pet thing who takes this stormtrooper stuffed doll and starts to go away, right? So what happens? 
she doesn't go tell her two guardians slash adults like, hey, this thing happened. She just runs after it. And then she catches up to it. The animal that took the stuffed doll throws it away. The thing that she was super concerned about, so concerned about that she basically forfeited her own life to just run around this packed place without any safety. The stuff, the, the dog throws the stuffed animal aside. So what does she do? Great. She runs to where the stuffed animal is. And then a stranger, a complete stranger comes up and starts talking to her. And what's the first thing she does? Abandons the thing that she was so concerned about the stuffed animal to just walk in the complete opposite direction with this stranger than the place or the direction that her guardians slash dad slash safety are. So all I can tell from her is she's super perceptive and super wants to die. And this, this is a problem that I have where I get that there has to be conflict. Can there not be conflict in a person who she's clearly intelligent, but never really acknowledges that she has no idea what's going on around her and is not cautious in the least. I get children are sometimes foolhardy. Sometimes they just run into things, but have you ever seen a kid that is with their parents and then meets someone new? What does the kid do? It hides behind its parents' legs immediately. That's its first instinct before it even, if it's an anywhere new, it's like, I'm staying next to safety. And this person, Omega, is just like, huh, you guys got, what's that over there? Oh, is that on fire? Let me go see that real quick. Is that just shooting randomly in directions? I'm going to check that out real quick. <laughs> and I have the same problem in like Lord of the Rings. I liken it to the Lord of the Rings with Pippin and Mary. Every, every, every chance they get, they're just like, let's just fuck around. Should we just, should we just fuck around? Right. Let, let's, let's push this fucking skeleton down a well. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh my God. Are orcs just like closing in on us now? That's crazy. What's that anyway, ball in the water? Yeah, right. Let me just, I, I want to touch that. Oh, let's just, I know we're trying to lay low, but I'm just going to throw rocks in this, in this lake. Cause I'm Nothing bad lives in there. Right. And I'm fine. I'm fine to not expect that a giant monster is going to come out. But what in the fuck are you doing where it's like, hey, we're on a covert operation and you're just over there like, but I'm hungry. What about second breakfast? <laughs> right. It's this willful ignorance that I hate where where I mean, I can I can explain away some of it for Omega, but definitely not all of it. Sure. And like also she's supposed to be like, oh, I'm observant. I put things together really quickly. Oh, there's a ball over this over this really pointy fence that can hurt people. I got it because the two people that live here really didn't want to go, but I'm going to get ahead. I'll get it for him. Like that shit really irritates me. As you can tell by the not 10 minute rant now, the 10 minute rant that I went on. It was a good one. You may not like aspects of the Bad Batch moving forward then. Um Oh, because... no, that's a problem. It's got to be a fucking it's a mainstay. Yeah. So just to address a couple of things just real quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything you said made sense. Thank you. From I understand the, the point of it in there too, yeah. but I don't like it. I get it. I get it. Um, a couple of things. In, uh, I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. 
because <clears throat> it's like oh why are you walking away with this bounty hunter right now like down the down main street you know but th- here's the thing that i tell myself when i'm watching something like mm-hmm. the bad batch mm-hmm. um first of all about mary and pippin like just leave them and Bree, dude right they would have been fine uh like anyways i guess they were important sometimes Kinda. Probably, they got the ends to later. they got the ends to get involved i guess but like that was big but right away they're in the bar they're in the bar and frodo they're like oh baggins, Fro- my, my buddy frodo baggins right over yeah. there right like my second cousin on his mother's side <laughs> like what in the what the fuck man yeah there's no what part so, of we shouldn't even be here do you not understand so with omega what I tell myself when I get annoyed by her kind of like unexplicable naivete. Yes. Is that number one, she's trying to, she wants to prove herself to the, to the guys, right? Like she is the kid. um, She's the daughter. She's, she wants to be one of the team. She wants to be a peer of them. Mm-hmm. you know and she wants to you know maybe like pull her weight or whatever but however she's still a kid yeah number two um she's seeing all this for the first time so like yes a lot of what we go through in season one i'm just gonna like i give her a pass because she's never seen the show before uh and sometimes you just got to touch the top of the stove to realize like you should never do it again i agree with that however yeah. She doesn't seem to learn from her mistakes. So the problem, and so that's this is the third thing um, that I tell myself when I'm watching the show. Yeah. If she doesn't do this, there's no reason for her to be on the show. So otherwise, I mean, the show could, the show could have been, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the show very much could have been these fucking dudes just on the run, right? would have been a fine show but yeah. not for kids there has to be like a child element for we just went through the clone wars television show that yeah. was all for kids too you know and so like they just had all of that and this is just a smaller scale version of what that would have been yeah and so they're and plus they want to sell funko pops and t-shirts and have little 10 year olds go out like omega yeah. for halloween yeah yeah and so she had like her like kind of naivete causing problems for the group is just going to continue to be a part of the show because she's 10. Yes. And okay. yeah, it's frustrating. So I'm going to use, uh, uh, take a page out of your book and I'm going to push yeah. back. You're going to push bit. back. Yeah. 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 You knew. I saw it. So in the first episode, the, the 90 minute episode, yeah. They they had her do some things. She never once fucked up out of her own naive attay. <laughs> well done. She contributed to the saving of the group in a way that only she could. Mm-hmm. Right? She got him out of the prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, her None of her actions really led to them all almost dying or or any of them almost dying right right 
course, she was on her own, her home turf. Fine. But her purpose, I think, based on that first episode alone, her purpose could have been more than just her getting into trouble and then bailing her out. Mm-hmm. I think that she could have learned from a past mistake, which it's fine to make mistakes, especially when trying to figure out how to um, fit in as a 10 year old with a bunch of what I can only imagine are like 27, 28 year old um, clones. Right. They could have made her more than just the, the thing that everyone's always trying to fix. They could, there, there are real problems that are beyond her that they have to deal with. I don't think that they only have to deal with her Mm -hmm. or that she has to continually add to their problems. Right. That's true. Um, I will say that in, I'm having a trouble coming up with an example in the third episode that we watched, but in the first episode that we watched, she ends up getting the chain codes to cut in his family. Yes. In the second episode, she retrieves the part that they need in order to fix the ship. Right. I don't have an example like that in the third episode because I'm totally blanking on uh, the third episode. No, that was just her in trouble the whole time. Right. Uh, and then, by the way, the uh, bounty hunter that mm-hmm. goes after her, the same funny. bounty hunter from Mando and Boba Fett. That's correct. Fuck yeah, that's cool. I don't remember exactly when she was introduced. I think it was the first season of the mandalorian was when we first see her because that was when like he and like the rookie bounty hunter were out in the dune sea and she was going after him and she's like that's fennec shand out there like she's top top level shit right yeah and then like rookie betrays her leaves her for dead we know that now boba finds her and fixes her guts and then like from there we get book of (laughs) boba fett mandalorian season two and now now we have the bad batch basically introducing her character when she's an up-and-coming bounty hunter you know right after the clone wars so yeah yeah 10 or 15 years earlier and she's she's making her mark right and uh it's cool to see her and like this is another reason why is this her first time we see her this is the earliest in the timeline that we have seen her oh okay wait did the Bad Batch come out after Mandalorian? Yes. Oh, or interesting. Right, ar- right around the same time. Okay. Okay. Um, Because let's see, we're going into Mando season three, and I think the Mandalorian came out in 2019. Okay. And then we probably got Bad Batch. This is second season. This is 2023. So, like, there was probably, like, six to 18 months or 12 to 18 months between her first appearance and what we're seeing now. Just off the top of my head, if I'm I'm probably not not very right here, but I'm in the ballpark, I guess. But like, yeah, it's Fennec Shand or whatever. Okay. And so it's like not an easy getaway, right? Yeah. And so like even Hunter was like, ooh, okay. Like this lady seems like she got some skills, you know, or right. whatever. But they do, but like Omega will get better. But I'm sure I'm sure, but you've got to crawl before you can walk. I just really I don't like that. That's it. That's that's my whole rant is I, I think there are ways to write a kid without fucking everything up, especially one who's supposed to be super kind of smart for who though, who are we writing for? You're right. 
We're in for the audience where we can explain that somebody got shot in the chest and then a group of innocent civilians got executed because it's always better to follow orders. That's the best thing to do. Never question authority, only just murder anyone if someone tells you to murder them, right? Like those are the people that we're talking about right now. (laughs) What What I'm saying is like, you could write Omega in a way that is less interest that is more interesting for someone like you or I. Yeah. But if you also want someone who appeals to like the preteen teenager age group, I think you have to write the character. I guess so. Like you can't make her a Mary Sue. I get that, but there has to be some middle ground. Right. Like she can't just have all the answers. I'm fine with her being able to learn things. I, you can't just, you can't tell me though that, hey man, she's wise beyond her years. She's able to perceive things. She's able to view and sort of deduce certain things. But some things she's just, she's just plain dumb at. Well, I, I, so I'll push back here because I can tell you that things because I had to live with the introduction to Ahsoka Tano. That's which true. was so much worse than this. Yeah, I watched I watched a lot of the first season of Clone Wars and I was like, who is this bitch? If you really want to get if you want to dial it up to 11 so to speak, watch the Clone Wars the movie mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi have to rescue Jabba the Hutt's weird ass slug cocoon son. Sure. <laughs> That's where she gets introduced. Oh, uh, okay. And it is like What's up, Sky Guy? I'm Snips. Let's go, Artui. And I'm like, oh yeah. The fuck is this now? Yeah, you haven't that earned was any of those rights. Vomited into my popcorn in the movie theater <laughs> when you could go to movies in the theater. And uh, right. you know, so like Omega is tame by that comparison because at least she's not like, oh, you're a Jedi Knight. Oh, you're a Jedi Master. What's up? Should we just like, yeah totally i have no reverence or respect for either of you she sure is fucked in yeah and at least i mean like it's annoying to me too the way they write omega but like the silver lining for me or like the thing that takes the edge off is that she's 10 or however old she is but she wants to be like capable right now sure she wants to impress her dad and and all of his friends right yeah and so like and that's her family for the lack of a better word like one thing that i don't think that we've really gotten into which we could maybe do in a future uh episode is like this idea of family in star wars Mm, mm -hmm. because you don't have very often mom dad kid kid you have yeah a bunch of fucking clones having their clone sister who's 10 who's actually older than all of them yeah she can't she cannot be 10 she has got to be older than 10 because mm-hmm. if they, if she were 10 and they were double her age yeah then they would be 20 years old there's just no chance so she's got to be 12 13 well they've slowed down the aging process on the clones right no no they didn't do anything with that she does not have the like double the growth rate thing oh that's right they improved they upped it so that they could so all of them faster yeah age twice as quick yeah she's normal so yeah so So technically there's some some math amount more than her correct it's weird 
but like anyways with the idea of family like you have the idea of like padme anakin they they kind of create like a traditional family right fall in love get married have progeny Mm -hmm. but like the jedi order is a quote-unquote family unto itself we see a number of things in uh star wars throughout i mean like you know ray like meeting finn and poe and all their kind of like hijinks like that's their family and like yeah we could i think we could have a conversation that's like what is family in star wars you know like i think that'd be an interesting well tragedy forms family yeah and uh especially if you're with the resistance yeah there's a whole bunch of tragedy there oh there's there's tons like my personal one was when a good friend of mine his wife was the subject of a nationwide search for her employment and then he moved to california (laughs) oh you're talking about me yeah it was a fucking tragedy it's probably a worldwide search but yeah did she have international interests oh she didn't know but i'm sure that the job she got did because she works with somebody from India and someone from Italy. What a room that would be. I imagine very high. <laughs> and someone from Canada, actually. So, yeah. Just a massive fireplace. And they're just like, so events discuss. <laughs> and it's just like this highfalutin think tank. Yeah. Uh, academics. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, they're like, <laughs> if I stand up. The scale of my chair doesn't change. That's how big it is. <laughs> These are some awesome chairs. So, but yeah, I mean, like, I can understand why you would find Omega to be to be irritating. There's yeah. gonna be more of it. So she does get better. I'm I'm sure she does, but uh I'm gonna try and not focus on that. I said my piece in these three episodes that we watched today. I'm going to be anxious to see if you can maintain that because some of it's bad. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try and not draw attention to it on here. Anyway, I'll, I'll try and look past it. So otherwise I'll, I'll sound like a broken record, right? Before the podcast. That's <laughs> Wait, Woo. unless people like me going on my 10 minute rant about uh, this bullshit, which I can continue to do. Sure. And I'm not saying I won't, but, but maybe uh, not every time. So we didn't talk about this third episode at all, which is a couple interesting parts. So we get to see the Bad Batch sort of deal with the fact that they are not a part of the government anymore. Yeah. They're they're in a government ship, sort of. It must have always been kind of off the record. Uh, yeah, I found that it'll be a little bit too kind of like, oh, hey, I heard about a clone force with their own fucking Omicron attack shuttle knockoff. And like, it's like, this is one of those. I wonder how many of those there are. Can you imagine just like, oh, no, yeah, I have one of the president's limousines. It's off the books, though. No one really is looking for the VIN number for this effective rolling tank, right? Like, but so they they get the, you you sort of, Jesus, sorry, I'm three in. Um, You sort of see their, na- their own naivete when they get to some place and they're just like, hey, here's our very recognizable ship and our very recognizable armor for some of us but uh could you polish it up please and we'll be we'll be on our way and the dude that they talk to immediately is like hey i saw that y'all were looking for this i would like to get some money 
right? So there, and and Wrecker is like, ah, I think we're figuring out this whole on our own situation right after he talked to a person that turned them into a bounty hunter. Yeah. Um. So Wrecker's great. Yeah. And uh, I knew when I heard that line that you would like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it is fun because they never really get any better. Sure. I mean, you know, they a couple of things they've sort of figured out like oh i think we're programmed to to hate jedi oh i there might be a reason why we aren't right and but other shit like yeah uh here's the keys uh polish it up and uh i mean yeah we used to be with the 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 galactic empire but you know any hoozle (laughs) and then somebody is just like oh i would like to have a lot of money here you go um so uh i was really concerned that they were going to the entire time basically have them just jump from one situation to the next and like this mm-hmm. very star- old like star trek the next generation episodic oh, sure. kind of nonsense and it's like what what story are we really telling here that there's problems everywhere neat so like <laughs> right, right what are what is this show going to be about? Like, are they going to fight back against the empire? Is it, what point are we trying to make here? Like I, and so like, to be honest, yeah. like I've watched all of season one and I've watched what's come out of season two so far. And like, I don't really have an answer to that question yet. Like I think they're, I, I think this series could go for years. Well, so far they've realized something is bad. And right now, tech is working on a way to sort of eliminate their own inhibitor chip. They don't yeah. know that it, anything. They don't. They don't know what it can do, but they want it out. At least tech wants it out. And as he mentions, it's priority. While right. the ship is deteriorating around, literally them. falling apart. Around yeah, them. <laughs> he's like, look, uh, all of our life support systems tech. are fine. So. Yeah. Everyone else is like, we just fell out of hyperspace randomly. What are you talking about? And he's like, we're not going to die. Yeah. Life support's on. Calm this down. is priority. Everything's yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And Hunter's like, I don't think everything's fine. And, and Tech's like, you know, he just shrugs his shoulders. And I mean, he's like, why are you not seeing things the way that I'm telling you that they exist? You right. Know, like, I love Tech. He's so fun. So, so far, again, we, we kind of did nothing for uh winkle on the show to explain on this oh we have a third episode part of question for, to answer for his questions oh we did uh but anyway and hold on and this one their ship is rough because of last episode they got hit by a bunch of stuff uh they fall out of hyperspace have to make emergency landing on a planet uh they tell the the somebody there to help them fix their ship that person calls in a bounty hunter looking for omega only omega yep uh so they go out on a market trying to find places for uh, trying to find food, trying to yep. sell stuff and then get food. Um, <clears throat> tech looks like a bot, uh, a, a droid. So they sell him, which is Echo. funny. Yep. Echo, sorry. Echo looks like a droid. So they sell him to somebody uh, for money, which is great. And Steal then he... money from that person. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. And then all the dumb shit with Omega happens where she almost dies a whole bunch. And then a couple people almost die saving her, but they do save her. Uh, Wrecker gets hurt in that. But uh, and then they escape. Right. And the dude that sold them out to the bounty hunter 
put a tracker on their ship or some shit. I don't know. I, that part is unclear to me. But they have a meeting where it's like, let me know where they go. So that's what happened there. Anyway, you were saying. I have no idea. I was so caught up in your summation. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, so what we what we know about, like, you know, for this first little tiny arc here of like yeah. actual episodes is that like the Galactic Empire is kind of like coalescing into what it's going to look like. There's a bounty hunter after Omega because the Kaminoans need her back. There are good parts to the um, to working for the Empire, and there are bad parts depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I mean, right? like, like some people get to live and eat and have a job and get money. Yeah, I mean. The Empire and what they did to people is terrible. So, like, just just kind of yes, talk absolutely. About this. So, like, I would say that like there are really good things aspects about our world, right? And then there's also like Nike has shoe factories in Malaysia where they pay eleven year olds basically yeah. nothing to work slave yeah, like labor, a, right? A, a dime a day, right? You know, and so like. There is still slavery in this on our planet right now. Have you yeah. ever seen the movie Taken? I mean, like that shit exists. I mean, like that's a real thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, and there's there's all this terrible stuff that goes on. And what we would say is like you would probably what you and I would say is like we are not worried where our next meal is coming from. Like we right. we have freedom. Like we we acknowledge that that other stuff is very terrible. Yeah, yeah. But we're. we're fortunate like we're in the top whatever percentage of people who have ever lived on earth we're just all ha- happen to be lucky enough to be born in this time in this place therefore we're granted these amenities and freedoms it doesn't exist like that for everybody out there and like mm-hmm. i think that that's kind of a the empire gets painted with the same brush stroke every time which is they are 100 terrible and all of the people that work for them are terrible too clearly obviously the bad guys a hundred percent. And so what I think that Star Wars is trying to do is to say now in very, very small ways, let's yes make that clear. Not everybody who worked for the Empire was awful. Not yeah. everybody who worked for the Empire believed in like authoritarian fascism and like keeping everybody down. But the people that we see on camera did. So like the Death Star was the size of a small moon. Like, there's not eight dudes running the ship, you know? Right. So, like, while your point is very well taken, like, um, you know, not everybody on the Death Star was an asshole who was a bad guy. Right. You know, they also, we've also talked about, like, I don't think those people could leave if they wanted to. That's like, true, were, too. They're there for the long haul. And it could have been like, yeah, I really have a problem with my job. And I've gone through the proper channels and I've talked to HR and they're, you're still blowing up Alderaan, you know? Like, right, I'm right. super uncomfortable with this. May I please be transferred back to Corellia? And they're just like, no, we need you here. You're a part of our super secret military death weapon. Uh, we can't, we don't have a replacement for you lined up yet. You're staying. And like, you're fucked. Yeah. And Luke kills all those people because the weapon had to be destroyed. Is Luke a bad guy? No. Has Luke killed more people than the people on the Death Star? Yeah, it's real close. You know, <laughs> he killed a, a- uh, the amount of people on a small moon right 
you know, you want to compare Alderaan to the size of a small moon. I don't know where the, the odds come down, but like what we, the yeah. line that we draw is why are they doing that? You know? And it's like, Luke did it to bring freedom to the galaxy and like remove the hammer of fear from hanging over the galaxy. But like Luke is the top point zero 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 one you know percent of people in the you know in the galaxy and when you talk about like the rank and file which we talk we've been talking about so much lately on our podcast like yeah three squares a day in a roof was fucking paradise for a, a lot of them yeah it's you know and you know sometimes it was like okay kill saw Guerrera's minions or whatever and sometimes it was just like stand this post on Salukamai and make and hand out chain codes, you know, like, yeah. But then, you know, it is giving us glimpses of just how bad the empire was too. Right. Oh, like, yeah. like, Oh, uh, you look like somebody who was suspicious six years on a prison planet making parts, right? 100%. Like that's, that's what you get now. Also having prison planets seems kind of rough like that. <laughs> I mean, we have for-profit prisons, which also pretty terrible, but, uh, you know, there's, I like that they're constantly evolving how we view both sides, right? Like, yeah. Andor really showed us like, oh, if you want to win, you kind of got to resort to being lower than your enemy, depending on if they're really bad, you have to be kind of even worse sometimes. Right. Or it's just like, it's not like the Avengers where all you have to do is just sort of believe yeah. and uh, work for the right thing and you can conquer anything because, yeah. you know, in this instance, it's like, well, the, the resistance are not super superheroes except for a small smattering. And if you are, then we murder you on site at least 99% of the population does. And there's an over, there, there's gotta be 50, 50, at least 51% of the people that are just like, I mean, the empire's no different than any other government that's told me what to do. And like, right. I don't know. I eat every day. I have a job. It's a boring job, but it's a job, right? Like how well, much I of the population is just like, eh, I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. It's not terrible. It's not great, but it's fine. And so, like, okay, so, so that middle ground that you're you're describing, yeah, yeah, I think is important because, like, when you watch the sequel trilogy, like mm -hmm. in Episode Nine, they go to this planet and they like reprogram C three PO or whatever they did to him, right? Yeah. And so, like, there were literally patrols of stormtroopers walking around, making sure everybody was inside their houses. And it was like, if you're on the street, it's like there are tanks rolling down it and there's stormtroopers out there. We're mm -hmm. going to be inside. Yeah. Clearly those people are not the 51%, right? But like... What what did they have before then, though? I don't know. I mean, like, freedom. <laughs> so, like... But... uh Did they? Maybe they're used to that. Maybe they're used to somebody else, some other muscle or something on that planet doing something similar though oh sure you know and like i mean i'm sure that that happened what you're describing happened frequently mm -hmm. throughout the galaxy whether it was the empire or the galactic republic which let's face it can't be everywhere and had no one to police yeah 
didn't have clone troopers to like hey go check out what's happening on kajimi and make sure that shit's handled <laughs> right you know or like hey jacku seems to be having this real problem right now let's send in the 501st to make sure everything's good right no, they didn't have that it was like let's sit down and mediate stuff and we'll we have a, a laundry list of planets that have to, we have to work with and you know we'll get to you when we get to you or whatever if you're important enough and so like in the absence of any kind of oversight you're going to get like i don't give a shit what flags up there on the flagpole like yeah you know like in our country like we have different political parties the two of them just the two yeah but like you know one one will take you know the white house and they'll you know push a bunch of legislation or whatever and then the, the next term like the other one will get it yeah and i'm like and everyone's like oh god it's the end of days or whatever most of my life and i'm like i'm betting that i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning drive in my same car to the same place and work at my same job yeah and get paid the same amount of money to buy groceries and just repeat that process because yes we live yes we happen to be fortunate enough for that there are i mean there are however these past couple of years some people that have very different lives now because yeah. of it right sure like autonomy over your own body especially if you're a woman is very limited now and it's a lot of states yeah 100 percent. and so like when you see something like that when you like when you see like a legislative or oppressive thing come into um into existence for people and then it's like oh hang on like this directly affects me when it didn't before yeah that's the kind of dissatisfaction and anger that luthan from Andor yeah. wants to create so that people will become angry enough to fight back against the infrastructure that is the empire. Right. 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 That's his breeding ground for the rebellion. And so like, I would say good governments don't do that kind of shit to people. Right. But like, as long as you're comfortable enough and it's not affecting you enough to get you to the point to, that drives you to action most people won't care yeah i mean i imagine that most people would prefer complacency overall they really don't want to be inconvenienced to the point of action so and the threshold is probably pretty high for the middle part yeah the lower part you don't care about the upper part is so little that the middle is all you have to keep happy right and that's i think that's probably why the empire was did was able to do what they were able to for so long right yeah because i mean like as an institution the guy that palpatine had so much control over what the empire was that he could he could position it over like a 20-year period yeah to be like well we're not going to like this is a big step turning the republic into the empire or whatever i'm going to give a speech and get everybody on board yeah but then every day for the next 20 years, we're going to roll out some fucking program where it's like, now we're going to chain code. Now we're going to impound vehicles. Now we're going to get rid of the galactic Senate. Now we're going to blow up planets, you know, like where you get to a point where it's like, I don't understand really how we got here, but now that we're here, I really don't know how we change things. Oh yeah. 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 You know, also like you go to the, any, you go to a hundred people and you're just like, Hey, isn't this crazy what the uh, what what the empire did today? And they're like, I don't know. What do you mean? What did what? What are you talking about? Totally legit, 
right? You see this every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like most of the people don't even know. They're just like, I don't, I had to be, I was five minutes late to work today. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Okay. Right. I'm not thinking about this other thing. I don't think so. The things that, that I think are continually, continually highlighted to me about the Star Wars universe compared to our own is yeah. a, many people much a much higher percentage of people are much worse off than what you and i are sure and two there's a lot less people out there than what we would think that there are so like Mm. there's lots of planets and if you want to add up all like if you're going to take a census or whatever it's trillions yeah but there aren't planets out there that are like so populated like earth you know, like we're right. up to like what nine billion, seven billion, something. Like we just that. passed eight billion, I think. Okay, so eight. That's a ridiculous number. Yeah, eight billion people on this planet, and I think I think most planets would have something like, unless you're like a major hub like Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah. You were talking like in the hundreds of thousands, if that. Yeah. So I mean, like. Well, of that, a lot of them are just like tribal. Or yeah. like not not metropolis I metropoli <laughs> metropolis this is that's it that's the one yeah um right so I mean the 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 demographics are are wa- very wildly mm-hmm. right hundred percent but it's interesting to look at that and kind of see and and be able to sort of relate and explain why these things were able to happen. I think we did it. We did it. Yeah. Also, we didn't have another question because remember I said, hey, we should save this for next week. You're like, oh. no, we got time. So we don't okay. have we don't have anything else. So that's it. Okay, bye. And may the force be with you. <laughs>